Hello, hello, beautiful people. Happy Friday, March 19th. Have the awesome here. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. I apologize. I have not had an interview show in a few weeks, and it's either, I guess we can consider it slacking or reprioritizing. <laughs> but I promise as we wrap up the month and actually we wrap up the year of daily readings, I will get back on schedule. I met a lot of really cool people that I want to share with you at the conference. And I just need to get my ducks in a row, I guess. So that'll be coming soon. It's a big, big weekend in my mind, in my world. Uh, my four years is coming up on Sunday. And I thought about doing, speaking to that and going a little longer today. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to chat with you Sunday on the real date because I should not be setting the bad example or good example. I'm not really sure. I have mixed feelings about this, about assuming that I won't gamble for the next couple of days. I don't think I will gamble for the next couple of days. I'm actually very confident in it, but I also don't want to teach overconfidence. So you see the struggle there? So anyway, we'll talk about it on on Sunday. But it's definitely been on my brain. It's pretty exciting and it's pretty interesting to look back on the last year. Of course, there's probably not a whole lot of people who get to say they celebrated their full third year of, or fourth year. I don't know, the calendar makes it wacky, but their whole year in recovery during a pandemic and you know, the world's completely changing from everything that we know. So yeah, we'll chat about that on Sunday. But for now, it's Friday. So let's get into it. Our inspirational calendar says, be true to your work, your word, and your friend. Henry David Thoreau. Truth, (laughs) true to your work, your word, and your friend. Truth is so valuable, so (laughs) valuable. And it came up, I think Kevin O'Leary said it, Mr. Wonderful, who, yes, is on my future husband list. He said it at the conference. The reason to not lie is just so you don't have to keep track of who you told what story to. I think, I think that that's true, but I also think that there's something about how we feel when we tell the truth that's even more of a reason. It's not about managing the lies. It's about just knowing that we have a transparent life and nothing to hide. That's a really good feeling, especially because in gambling, we we hit a lot. We lied a lot. Most people in the worlds I'm living in will tell you that gambling and lying are pretty much synonymous. Problem gambling anyway. So, all right, here we go. Virgil says, happy the man who could search out the causes of things. Wow. How about this? Honesty is the foundation of recovery. In active addiction, we lied to everyone, most of all ourselves. Dishonesty was a way of life for us, as natural as breathing. To recover, we must eliminate it. But first, we must learn what it means to be honest. We must eliminate the lies, cover-ups, minimizing, and rationalizations that keep us in active addiction. We must must surrender to the truth of what we did and who we were. 
Honesty asks us to be alert to the gray areas of dishonesty, the hidden lies. Are we easing up on the serious work of recovery because we were too tired or too busy? We need to examine our behavior and feelings for the real truth. Am I really too tired or am I looking for an excuse to relapse? Have I accepted my higher power or am I still trying to do it alone? It takes time to understand ourselves, to recognize the everyday dishonesty that can hurt our recovery. But as we learn to be dishonest, we can learn to be honest. That's hopeful. (laughs) Now Now we have the comfort and support of the fellowship and our higher power to help us. Today, help me be honest with myself and others. Help me recognize my dishonest behavior even when it's disguised as truth. Wow. I think, the well, the very first thing that showed up for me on this was, isn't it interesting that both of our literature are in alignment this morning, going into the truth and honesty realm. And then the fact, what did it call it? The hidden lies. I don't know about you, but I... I know that I was never comfortable lying. I don't like lying in general. And what I thought justified not lying was not telling the whole truth. So lies of omission. And it's interesting because that was my that was my like my scapegoat to where I felt like I was still being as honest as possible but I didn't want to let everything out. So I used to choose conversations or how I would say things. I have this one friend that is, man, she can smell out secrets and stuff. Some of it's in her head. She's a little bit uh, over looking for the negative or the drama sometimes. But there was different points in my life where she would say, yeah, for a while I thought X, Y, Z. And in the background, X, Y, Z were happening, but I might say something like, wow, you have a creative mind or something to the effect where I'm not really acknowledging or answering her question or her statement. That's lying. It's, it's not being truthful. It's not being transparent. I had to have a honest conversation with one of my friends when I was down in, in Florida and I mean, I've been trying to be honest, but there was things that I weren't, I wasn't saying in this friendship. And interestingly enough, I, I told the whole truth or, you know, as much as they could handle at the time. And, uh, I can tell the reaction is not, it's not optimal, right? I don't know if I hurt their feelings. I don't know. I don't really know what they're feeling because since having that conversation, the communication is kind of shut down. And I share this with you because sharing our truth is about us. It's not about the other people. Now, I didn't say what I said to hurt the other person. I just was telling my truth and that's how I have to be. I don't like keeping secrets. I don't like lying. I don't like having anything to lie or keep secrets about. And when we give up gambling, a huge part of that can go away. I find it very interesting. I've seen this over and over again, whether in GA or at groups at the center, 
there'll be people who in group, they might be 100% honest. They could be telling us everything that's going on. But at home, they might not be telling their spouse about all the all the debt. Maybe they're not coming clean about some of the damage they've done. Or maybe they have access to money that they're not telling whoever they're accountable to or should be accountable to that they have it. They'll tell us in group, but they won't tell them like, oh, I earned a couple hundred bucks cash and yeah, she doesn't know about it. it it's different for everyone, right? Like what their comfort level is. But I can tell you from experience and from watching that the sooner you unpack all those lies and face the face the consequences, there might be consequences, or face the feelings that are, you know, holding you stuck in those secrets, you will be freer. Now, freer to yourself, freer to start healing freer to start growing. It doesn't mean that it's not going to impact other people, but how that impacts other people and how it's determined afterwards. Well, if you, if you have a higher power or a belief, you got to trust that it's going to be okay. You also may find that your relationships long-term get better because you've been honest you may get a whole new chance or perspective. There's definitely situations where people have gotten closer once they get past the truth and the hurt and the healing and going on the recovery journey, especially together. Like if you have a partner that's going to Gaminon and you're going to GA, it's actually, this is, sorry for my, my significant others and partners out there. I don't want to say this to take away from the pain or the stress of the situation, but it can be a gift that if your partner or significant other is going to Gaminon or treatment or whatever, there might be there might be benefits to that that they may never have they have never may have never done the work on themselves or explored how they're feeling or what their things are. Yes, they go to figure out how to take care of themselves and deal with being involved or having a relationship with someone who's gambling. And by have a relationship, it could be mother, daughter, you know, it could be, it doesn't have to be a, you know, a significant other relationship. But as I talk about being grateful for me being a gambling addict and knowing that I'm not, I'm not the same person I would be without recovery in this journey and this self-exploration. I could be grateful for that. You're, the people in your lives can have that too. I know I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole there. But I don't want you to be hostage to the lies or the not truth. It's scary. It's going to be scary to admit all the things. It, it just comes with the territory. But doing the next right thing, it, it's a... It's a cliche in the program, you know, oh, I'm just trying to do the next right thing. If you're hanging on to lies and untruths and and secrets, then you're not giving yourself the opportunity to do the next right thing because you're going to always be, it's, it's going back to our bucket, right? If you're holding on to those lies and stuff, it's keeping that negative crap in our buckets. 
And we've already established that doesn't serve us and it weighs us down. And you can't start filling up with positive until you empty out and scoop out all that negative crap. So I encourage you to be as honest as you possibly can. Know that it's just like the recovery journey, the journey of of being truthful and honest. It's challenging, but the rewards down the road, having a free soul and transparent things, relationships, ideas, living a a true, honest life is going to be the most rewarding experience probably of your life. That's the way I feel about it, at least. And you're not alone if if you're one of those people who hasn't told all your truth yet. And I understand situations are different. And even in the, the GA literature, and I apologize, I want to say it's step eight or nine, I'm trying to do this by memory, which we all know my memory sucks. But essentially, when you're making amends and it says, unless doing so would cause harm to others. Now, harm is very subjective. So be mindful of that, but don't use it as a cop-out to not be true, to not be honest. Yeah, you may have to, you may have to take some lumps, Yes, the other people may be hurt. They're going to be more hurt if they find out in a different way other than you. So think about that. And I've never made that statement, I don't think. But it's it's true. And that's kind of lying to yourself too. Oh, am I not telling them so I won't harm them? Or are you not telling them because you're afraid? What's the real truth in that? And that's part of the whole self-awareness game that we're always talking about. And... Here's another fun fact. Even trying to sort through and find the truth in in an example like what I just said, sometimes it's hard to understand what the truth really is. Am I not telling them because I would cause harm or am I not telling them because I'm scared? Who's to say and how you feel about that in any moment can change. So it's very individual. My advice would be, to not get caught up in the the drama of it, but maybe ask your sponsor or ask a trusted person, the therapist, a group, whatever that is, if there's a specific situation that you can't get the clarity on that you need and ask for help and some insight on that so that you can work through your individual examples. I want everybody to live an honest, truthful, beautiful life. It's, It's amazing. And it's, I'm trying to think of the words that explain what the difference is. It's it's freeing. It makes you feel lighter, mentally lighter. And even, you know, physically, when we're lying and hiding and doing the things, I don't know about you, but like you, you kind of keep a low profile, say, maybe in your, in your gambling Let's say I was at the casino and there was people that I know have seen me there a few times. I might like avoid them and and hide because I don't want them to know my truth that I'm there all that often. Now, mind you, if they're there that often, chances are they'd probably understand. But we get to where we're so secretive about everything. We don't we don't know 
where we're going. Oh, I'm going to volleyball. And my car would take me to the casino. Like, my intention was to get to volleyball, but the bet wanted me more. The casino wanted me more. And my car just drove me there. I mean, am I being honest with myself? No. Did I check in with someone at volleyball to say, okay, I'll be there in XYZ to hold myself accountable? Or am I lying to myself and playing those games saying, oh, yeah, I'll probably be there and leaving myself a, a loophole to go out? Or am I telling people that I would normally be with, oh, I'm going to volleyball so that I could be free of them to get to the casino, right? It's all it's all lies and it's all this circly stuff where – and that's an example from when I was in Kansas. So now when I go to Kansas, I don't have to lie to anybody about anything. It's okay, I'm here. And if I say I'm going to see my volleyball friends, I'm going to see my volleyball friends. And if I'm short on time, I say I'm short on time. Like it's just that, that's the way it is. And um, it's definitely a much more comfortable way to live. And it makes me happier. And I think it would make everybody happier, but it's not something I could teach in a 18-minute podcast or, or I don't know, even if you listen every day, it, it, it may not, you may not understand it until you start trying to live it and do it. So first be true to yourself, then be true to those around you, and I would I would focus on trying to figure out how to live an honest life and what that looks like. So I honestly hope that everybody has a great Friday. Get ready for the weekend. I love you beautiful people and I'll talk to you tomorrow.